Good morning. You are listening to Action Line on KNY. I am your host, Jordan Lewis. And joining me in the studio, I have at least still the current superintendent for the Geno School District, Bridget Weiss, and the upcoming superintendent for the school district, Frank Hauser. How are you both doing today? We're doing yeah, great. Doing great. Thanks for having us. Yeah. It's nice to have you. I'm sorry it's a bit hot here in the studio. We were just talking about that before the show, but uh, we, we will make it work. Now, my original plan today was to largely talk to you, Frank, about kind of what your plans are for the district now that you're going to be taking over as the superintendent coming at the beginning of next month. However, because of the governor's veto about the education funding for the budget, I do have to ask you about that, Bridget, because I did see you gave some comments to, I believe it was, we used the Beacon article, I believe. But I did still want to talk to you about that. Absolutely. Um, we, uh, of course, heard along with everybody else last week or earlier this week uh, that uh, the governor vetoed um, part of the uh, funding uh, that had come through the legislative process. And so if you recall, uh, during the uh, winter and spring budgeting process, uh, the board made some assumptions, which happens every year. We make assumptions about projected enrollment. We make projections about what our revenue stream will look like. Uh, And then they build a budget. And it has to be balanced by the end of March for us to submit to the city. Well, during that process, the board made an assumption that we would get some increase in BSA, the base student allocation, uh, to the amount of $430. The $30 was secured because that was a result of the Alaska Reads Act that passed last year, last legislative season. Well, at the end of the legislative season, uh, the number that was landed on one-time funding, unfortunately, rather than base student allocation, was 680 per person, per student. And unfortunately, uh, that didn't stick. Uh, the budget, uh, the governor in his uh, process vetoed several items. That was one of them down to $340 per student, plus that $30 is still there. So that made a, a put the board in a position now where we have balanced a budget on a $400 amount that is actually $340 amount per mm-hmm. student. And so um, it is detrimental. It is incredibly disappointing after the long legislative season that we had there with a lot of support for education. So the board will come back to the table on Monday of next week and start talking about how to resolve that difference because now we have an unbalanced budget because we know that the revenue um, is less than what we budgeted. So that will happen on Monday um, and then also on July 11th uh, where they will take two different opportunities to really talk through um, how to make adjustments to their existing budget. Gotcha. And I I knew there was going to be a lot of those sorts of concerns and those needs to rework the budget when I saw that additional announcement because we went from, you know, one of the, what was argued to be the largest increase in education funding in the state's history to, well, now you get half of that. Half of all that, that significant increase is gone now. Right. Yep. And again, this is on the tail of seven, eight years of relative flat funding. And so uh, we have already trimmed and we in Juneau, same as other districts across the state, have already trimmed and trimmed and trimmed operations. And so there aren't easy places to go back and look for additional items to reduce. Especially when you consider that fixed costs are increasing throughout you know, the state with um, you know, uh, the cost for um, you know, the 
contracts with uh, custodial services and uh, different services that we have, uh, you know, health insurance and some of those pieces are increasing. Um, when you look at that $30 BSA increase, which is really the first increase that uh, the BSA has had since 2017, um, that's 0.5%. But when you look at the, you know, cost of living increases, you're looking at almost 25%. And so, you know, districts around the state are struggling to keep the lights on. And then this, this just makes it much more difficult to continue to do that vital service of providing our education for our students. No, definitely. And then, I mean, that, that with the comment that you just made there, Frank, is kind of a perfect segue with this is something that you are now going to have to tackle pretty much head on from the moment you get started. And, right. And so that leads me into my question of what are, you, what are you thinking might have to be done now that there's been that significant change? Well, you know, I mean, the, the big thing is the board is going to have some, you know, decisions to make as they look at uh, where the funding, uh, what the funding amount's going to be. They go through and they look at, um, you know, how to uh, balance that budget uh, based on the $340 one-time, if you will, BSA equivalent. And so, you know, those are going to be some, you know, conversations you're going to have. Obviously, you know, feedback from the community, um, looking at what those um, needs are across the district. Um, my role is to help the um, board, you know, have the information that they need to make those decisions. And so, you know, we'll continue to have the conversations with the legislators as we, you know, get ready to move into the next legislative session, um, continue to advocate for um, and talk about the importance of having an increase to the base student allocation, not just one-time funding, but really having an increase in the base student allocation because that will help us as districts and not just the Juno School District, but districts across the state of Alaska, you know, be thoughtful and be prepared and be able to plan a budget um, that, you know, in takes into consideration, like you said, all these increases that we have in energy costs and, you know, all these pieces that go into um, projecting budgets and making sure that we have stability and predictability because we have to be able to find staff and be able to secure staff. And if we, we don't know what that funding is going to look like to the, you know, very end of or the middle of the summer, it makes it difficult to hire staff for the next coming year. Gotcha. And then speaking on the, the front of staff, I know you and I were talking really about the need for staffing before the show. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so is there any idea of sort of what pushes that the school district could do for that? Well, you know, I mean, all the school district, I know the Juno School District has been really good about advertising. Um, there's been a great push. I've been really impressed um, by the staff in the district office and building administration uh, to, you know, really get the word out, do the hiring. Um, I think we're sitting pretty good with staffing right now going into next year. There's still some open positions. I will take this opportunity to do a quick plug. You know, we're always looking for substitutes, uh, you know, and so if anyone is interested in helping out and being a substitute for the Juno School District, let us know. But, you know, it's a great opportunity opportunity to come in, you know, do positive things for kids and, you know, really just do a great thing for the community. And so I think that the work that is taking place right now um, in the Juno School District District Office uh, to get the word out and to, you know, really recruit um, good quality educators uh, for students and support staff is, is really a positive thing to see coming into the position. Gotcha. And that, and that is really a big part of it. I mean, you are coming into the position. You're, you know, you're taking over for Bridget. Bridget's been here for a while now. And so, and how is that transition going for you two? You know, with you getting ready to leave and then Frank getting ready to take over. 
It's great. Yeah. Uh, we um, have had some time together this week. We'll have some time again next week. Um, we are colleagues uh, already, so uh, we're neighboring superintendents. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, and so uh, that helps because we know each other. We've worked together for two years um, as uh, neighboring uh, colleague superintendents. And so, yeah, it, it'll be uh, gr- a really good transition. Um passing off you know there's always there's never a good time for transition because it's we're just the cycle is we're all the machine is always churning yes uh so uh and uh at the same time trying i'm trying to get as many you know things tied up as possible um that i can in the next six days right (laughs) And and what is your plan now that you're stepping away I am going to work for the University of Alaska, and uh, I really uh, am looking forward to the opportunity because it's a nice bridge between K-12 and higher ed. So I've spent my career uh, in K-12, almost four decades, and so I'm very passionate about what we do in K-12, and one of our greatest needs are teachers, high-quality teachers, and having an adequate supply um, for our positions. And so one of the things that I will do there is work with all three of our colleges of education that we have in the state and help build some collaborative systems where we can increase our enrollment in those colleges of education and um, really try to set, you know, Frank up for success in the coming years uh, with an adequate uh, teacher pool. And so it's it's very exciting. Um, I do get to stay in Juneau, so I'll work from Juneau, which is my home. And so I'm really excited that I get to do this statewide work. Work, um, and be based right here in Juneau. Gotcha. And then, and then Frank, how are you feeling heading into it? You know, it's going to be a new position. You didn't go that far, which I do think True. is a, bit, a, bit, a little bit funny that you just came over from Sitka. But how's it feeling getting ready to move into this position? I'm uh, feeling great about moving this position. I mean, I was honored to have been selected as the next superintendent of the Juneau School District. Following in Bridget's uh, footsteps, tough <laughs> shoes to fill. I mean, we all know that. But um, she's been great. Like she says, we've been colleagues for a number of years. Um, and I feel really good. She's been really um, just generous with her time and making sure that I have all the information I need uh, for a smooth transition. I am very excited that she is going to be staying mm-hmm. in Juno and she's going to be in the role that she is because um, she's absolutely right with the, the need for high quality um, you know, educators, teachers, and being able to have that relationship um, and be able to just pick up the phone and have that conversation mm-hmm. about, all right, where are we at with uh, you know, upcoming uh, student teachers would be a, a really great thing. And I'm sure I'll probably get a chance to ask you about some other questions too as we're yeah. <laughs> going through. So. Gotcha. Well, we are going to head into our break. When we come back, I'm going to ask you maybe a bit more about kind of what your plans are looking forward for the school district. You are listening to Action Line on KINY. Welcome back to Action Line. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me still, I have current superintendent, Bridget Weiss, and future superintendent, Frank Hauser. Now, Frank, I wanted to talk to you a bit more, kind of, to get a sense of what it is that you have for your plans for the school district. Like, what is your vision now that you're taking over the Juno School District? Oh, well, thanks for the question. So, for me, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, the Juno School District um, is such a great district to come to is because it really has a tradition of excellence. You know, as a superintendent coming in, and what I want to do is, you know, try to build on those successes that the Juno School District has had. Um, great programs, great partnerships with not only business but community partners. Um, you know, and, and kind of continue to build on those programs. You know, and that's something that I'm really excited about 
to be a part of in uh, the Geno School District. Um, I, I have a music background, and so, you know, great programs like the JAM program, um, as well as the TCL program. I mean, these are programs that really are leading the way across Alaska and really in the nation. Um, and so being a part of that and helping to promote those programs, expand those programs, and support those programs, um, that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Also, though, you know, you know, as as I was going through uh, the interview process coming in, there were a couple things that, you know, came up. Attendance, especially after the pandemic, has been an issue across the nation. And so, you know, that's something that's been on my radar and really working with the district and working with the families in the community to, you know, how do we promote and get students to understand that, hey, attendance is really important. You know, when you miss school, we miss you. And it's something that we really want them to understand that when, when students are in school um, and they're attending in school, they do much better and they're more connected, they're more engaged. And those are things that, you know, are on my radar and I'm going to be working on, um, you know, really trying to, you know, promote, you know, that schools are a great place to be and we want our students to be there too. Gotcha. It's funny you mentioned the the attendance one in specific. I remember during my uh, student journalism days, I wrote an article that was all entirely about the importance of attendance and, you know, making sure that you are there for your classes yes. and you actually are engaging because that is really, in a lot of respects, that's half the effort right there is just being there. Right, right. And the other thing, too, is when you think about that attendance piece and you think about um, that connection, there's so many other pieces that go along with this sociability. This, Students being able to socialize with their peers, being able to, you know, have those supports, being able to, you know, build some of those skills, not only in the classroom, but also, you know, when they're interacting with their peers, when, you know, they're having those opportunities for extracurricular activities and all those things are so important. And, you know, the first step is really students being there and being connected to their classrooms, knowing that teachers are there, you know, in the classroom to support them and making sure that they have the best education, the best courses. And, you know, we want our classes to be challenging for every single one of our students. It helps them grow and develop and, you know, build those skills. And if they are, they're, you know, challenged, they're engaged. It's so, I mean, they feel that fulfillment when they come to school. And and that's something that I think is, is also a piece uh, to help uh, connect students and get them, you know, back into school and being part of it. And like I said, all those extra fun activities that we have in schools as well with, you know, sports and extracurricular activities are just those added pieces that just help connect and engage students. Another focus will be um, our Alaska Reads Act, which is in the first year of implementation. And so when we talk about attendance, we also think about our littlest ones because um, we see a really unusual absence rate sometimes uh, from year to year. It changes, but often in our smallest learners, like first grade uh, is one particular grade level where we end up with quite a few absences. And so we want to really focus and target our families as well as our students around really understanding uh, the importance of being there every day. Um, We just, we can't, we can't duplicate that instruction that happens when students are in class and those younger years are just really critical to ensuring that our kids are reading at grade level. So um, that's just another area that, that the district will focus on. Okay. Now, Frank, another question I have for you real quick before, I, before it escapes my mind, which is what made you choose to go with the Juneau School District after being the Sitka superintendent for, you know, beforehand? Oh, well, you know, I, I, like I said, the, the district um, is known for tradition of excellence. And so that was something that, you know, uh, really attracted me to the Juneau School District. Um, I visited and Juneau School District has been kind of a, and Juneau has been a little bit of a home away from home. Uh, every uh, spring I've been coming to Juneau uh, to speak to legislators about public education funding for almost a decade now. 
And I've got a number of friends, uh, my wife and I have a number of friends here that are uh, excited to actually live closer and be able to see them more. Uh, but I've always loved coming to Juno. I mean, just the, the community, uh, I've always been nothing but welcomed here and everyone is so nice and the supportiveness. Being in Sitka that, there's something about the Southeast and that connection and that support. And it's like, you know, you break down on the side of the road, somebody's going to stop by and help you out. I mean, those are just, you know, just something I've really experienced in the Southeast, both in Sitka and, you know, experienced in Juneau as well. And I think those are things that, you know, it's, it's a beautiful area. You just cannot beat the beauty of the Southeast and Juneau is a beautiful area. And those are just some of the pieces that kind of, uh, you know, attracted me to the Juneau school district and why I wanted to come, you know, here. Okay. Now, I did want to circle back to sort of your plans for the district. Obviously, we've talked about attendance. We've talked mm-hmm. about the Reeds Act. But is there anything in particular beyond that? Because I know everyone always has a different a different vision for how they want to run things. I'm sure, Bridget, you had your way and things that you wanted to focus on. But beyond just the, the two that we've mentioned, is there anything else in specific that you're really looking at? You know, that's, that's a, it's... It's a good question. I always come back when people ask me questions like this. I step back and it's like, you know, it's important as a leader that's coming in, you know, as an educational leader, you know, superintendent, uh, working with the board, but also working with the staff. It, one of the things you, uh, in my mind, you want to be cautious is not to go in on day one saying, okay, we're going to change everything because that, that is pretty disruptive. And, you know, so one of the things that I'm really working on and, and an interest of mine is systems. I love looking at systems and saying, how can we um, make things more efficient? How can we modernize? How can we do things that um, can, can help us be more effective in the jobs, not only from a business office perspective, from a district office perspective, in the classroom, supporting teachers, supporting support staff. But what are our systems um, to kind of help be more effective in what we're trying to do, which is educating our students? And so that'll be one of the things. I'm not somebody that's going to come in on day one and say, okay, we're changing the whole structure of the school and we have all these things. I like to step back, listen. I've been having conversations with a lot of the directors. I'll be meeting with, you know, staff, uh, leadership of the associations, and just talking with them uh, to get a better understanding of, you know, the district uh, from them. And then from there, looking at, like I said, those systems in place and seeing how we can make effective change uh, that's going to ultimately just be more um, beneficial for our students and our staff and our community. Okay. Could you give me an example of one of those systems in place? That you- oh, well, you know, okay, so this is this is just kind of a, a very simple, and I'm, I'm filling out paperwork as a new employee, and, you know, filling out the paperwork and doing it, you know, through a paper process, and a lot of the paperwork that we have is paper, and then, of course, that gets turned in, and then that paper is then, you know, trans somebody, somebody in the district office in HR is, you know, inputting that into the computer system, and so if that has to be stored in the computer system, are there ways that we can go ahead and have that all be online? so people can just be more effectively and maybe do it and have more time instead of just having the paperwork in front of them just fill it out online have it all checked and it just just a more efficient way of trying to process through and that's just the the immediate one that i just am uh, you know thinking of right now okay and then is there anything that you'd like to talk about that i haven't already asked you about because obviously i'm only human and there's going to be things that maybe i haven't thought about that are things that you'd like to bring up no, you know, I can't think of it. I talked about, you know, I mean, one of the things is we're getting ready to go into, um, you know, planning for the next school year. Of course, we're getting ready to start July. Just thinking about, um, like I said, you know, making sure that we have, uh, you know, substitutes ready to go, making sure we have our bus drivers in place, just making sure we have all those essential infrastructures in place as we get ready for the uh, start of the school year in August. And so that would be the one thing. Keep checking the Juno School District website for any, uh, you know, employment opportunities 
communities and you know if anyone I'll put the plug out there again if anyone's interested in subbing you know always looking for great substitutes and you know being part and even volunteering in our buildings so Gotcha. Now, I do have one I've thought of now before we uh, get ready to wrap up our show here, which is, and obviously this is a show that gets broadcast throughout all of town as well as through the larger sort of southeast region. Say there's a parent listening that wants to kind of get a better sense of you. What kind of, what would you like to leave them on as uh, sort of a snippet of who you are for them to know about? You know, I love building relationships and having those connections. So I would say, you know, I'm going to be out and about in town. If anybody sees me, say hi, introduce yourself. Uh, you know, those are important connections to have. But if there's one thing I want people to know about me as as an educator, as an educational leader, every decision I make will always go back to what's best for kids. And so as we go through and we talk about, you know, um, decisions, any changes, you know, how we're going through and, you know, meeting the needs, it's always going to come back to what's best for kids. And at the root of every single decision I make, I always ask myself that question. And if it's not what's best for kids, then I come back, why are we focusing on doing that? And so I want parents to know, I want the community to know that for the last 20 five years, my focus has been on doing what's best for kids and I will continue to do that. And it's something that I firmly believe in. Alrighty. Now, I got to be fair, Bridget, do you have a final comment you'd like to add? <laughs> uh, I would just um, really say thank you to the community um, for the amount of support the last um, five years in particular. I've been with the district for nine, but the last five years as superintendent, uh, you know, we all pulled together through some pretty tough years through COVID, um, really coming out of the COVID um, era and uh so the community was our, our families were patient supportive uh so many ways that the community pulled together for our students and our families and so i'm really appreciative of that and our support of our local assembly uh in in that process as well as every year financially so um just really excited for the future of the school district uh this will always be my home so i will be always um wishing the best uh for uh, the staff and the students and the families and uh, so we leave it in good hands and um, I'm really um, just very grateful for my time in this role and uh, supporting Juno in this way. Gotcha well as we wrap up our show here Bridget I'd like to thank you for coming on all the times you have with me even if I have grilled you a bit when <laughs> I felt I needed to but I do want to wish you the best in your future endeavors. And Frank, I will be seeing you again next month. You and I will have plenty of time to chat about the district going forward. But the main thing is I'd like to thank you both for coming on. Thank, thank you. you. All righty. You have all been listening to Action Line on KINY.